Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome back to a Marvelette of Friends from Work. This is a podcast about all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, hosted by me, Kyle, and him, Robbie. I hope everyone out there is doing well. Robbie, I hope you're doing well. This is about as crazy of a summer (laughs) as we're ever going to have. I was just reflecting on the fact that you and I are still finalizing Moon Knight Doctor Strange, our Doctor Strange Reflection episode comes out tomorrow. And then I went to a pre-screening of Top Gun. You can find a quick 30-second review of that on our TikTok at the FFW podcast. I thought that was really fun, 8.5 out of 10. And then I watched Miss Marvel last night, the first two episodes. That's really cool. (laughs) You're going to be watching that tonight. While I was doing that, the Mission Impossible trailer came out. And that caused Robbie and I to brainstorm some things on that front. So don't worry. We're going to get you some Mission Impossible content as well. And then the Thor trailer released. Not to mention, we have Jurassic World this summer. I need to catch up on Severance. Stranger Things is about to come out. Holy cow, Robbie, how are you? (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm not wrong. That is insane. No, no. as, As you, like, start listing it all. Like whenever you were like, this is a crazy summer. I was like, it is a crazy summer. And then I heard it all out loud and it was like the room started spinning. But the other thing that is making me laugh is I was going to jump in humming the Mission Impossible theme song, and I realized that the tune that came to mind was actually the Ant-Man theme. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's kind of similar. It is similar. So to keep some of the craziness at bay, we're going to separate these episodes out. So that's about all I'm going to say about that. Just know I am about as passionate about the Mission Impossible series as anyone can be. So I am going to find a way to be your guide through those films. If you have not seen all of them, wait, and we're going to watch them all together, okay? They are such fun events, so just wait. (laughs) Okay, Robbie, the Thor trailer. As I mentioned, we talked about this already in a Moon Knight episode. We talked about the teaser trailer and kind of our big reactions to what we think is going on in this movie. But this trailer showed us a few more details. So are there a few things that stick out in your mind from this trailer that you didn't learn from the teaser? I mean, the big one is Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Bale, let's freaking go. He gets a freaking go. I am such a Christian Bale fan. Oh, I am too. And I had no idea what this role was going to look like. You know, because Christian Bale famously 
dives into every role that he gets in a pretty intense way. Um, not You're just a nice guy, okay? You're a nice guy. <laughs> right, and not just emotionally, but also physically. Uh, oh, whether gosh, you're looking yes. at, at like Batman or the machinist or Vice, it's like he will go all over the place. And so I really, you know, like in the comics, Gore looks almost like, like Voldemort-esque. Like he doesn't have a nose. Sure. He's got these long, like evil looking bunny ears <laughs> almost. Okay. Uh, and... It's still, I mean, it's a really cool character design. I'm not trying to make fun of it. It's just, it. it's very different than what we ultimately get here. And I love it. I love the, the character design. I know there's been some, like, very minor, I think, backlash among hardcore comic fans, which there always will be anytime you separate things out like that. But I feel like he looks so creepy, uh, but there's also, like, this sort of, there is the religious like um, well I guess almost reverse religious zealotry there um and not just the way that he's approaching the character but also I think in that design and then there were such interesting moments that I don't even really know what to make sense of with like the the black and white portion of the trailer where like I'm not sure what the context for that will be but I really love it visually and again, just a lot of things that I think kind of increase the the foreboding and the menace. And it just makes me it makes me think that this really could end up being one of the better villains in the MCU, which is what Taika has said. You know, that's one of the things he's focused on in some interviews ahead of the release, is that he thinks Christian Bale's gore might be the best MCU villain. So far, which is not something that you always see people focus on ahead of these things. Like it's not like or say we, ahead of time, yeah, right, exactly. So I'm I'm very excited on that front. Regarding Bale, you should legitimately pause this episode for a second and Google his different body types for those films you were listing. It's pretty insane. I actually think it's borderline dangerous uh, the yeah, way he yeah. treats his body at times, but it's not due to a lack of effort of pouring himself into these uh, characters. I am right. as excited to see his take on a villain. You know my one request already. I kind of hope he doesn't die in this film. It would make for some fun content mm. in the future if we can keep Bale around for more than one film. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, on the, you know, on the comics front, to the extent that that informs anything, um, the character has kind of an interesting history because he's introduced in the first issue essentially of Jason Aaron's run. And he was the star antagonist of the first arc, which was five or six issues, but then also of the second arc, uh, which is like another five or six issues. And then that was kind of the end of his initial story. But like in comics world, that's a year essentially. Sure. Which is, you know, like a, a decent, whenever you go and read it now, like we're going to read those in the comics corner and, you know, you can read it in a day. But in terms of kind of sitting with it, they did really sit with that character for a while. And then actually he does wind up returning, in a sense, at the very end of Jason Aaron's run, which went on for like six or seven years. 
So there's precedent for him being a larger, kind of longer-standing presence within the Thor continuity. I would love that. Even as a guy who hasn't read a lot of comics, it warms my heart to see Jason Aaron retweet this trailer, and he just said, all gods will die. And Uh all the comments on there are, oh my gosh, I can't believe what that's like for you. I'm so excited, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of what this is all about to me. I love that. I like, what must that feeling be as a creator to have written something and then to see it on a screen like this? And so that's where I'd say to anyone who has pushback on like character designs and the visual of certain things, the guy who designed the comic is happy. Just be happy. That's so fun. Like he's right. getting to see his story told on screen. A couple of things that are different on this trailer than the teaser. One, we get that joke from Thor about how long him and Jane have been separated. Uh-huh. And she says, feels like four years. And he's like, seven years, whatever. Um, right. I think that's actually important because I think that confirms fully that Jane has been blipped. It may feel only like four years for her. Oh, interesting. I think that's a legitimate detail there, not just a joke. Also, I got a chance to watch our friends over at New Rockstars breakdown of this. And I agree with one thing Eric has been saying, which is that there are a few shots in this trailer that are edited really weirdly to the degree that I think they are intentionally hiding some stuff. Not Hmm. conspiracy theory, but just like they do. There's a couple shots that are framed where there clearly is going to be a third person there. You know, and they did this with Spider-Man. Right, right. Um, I think there's going to be a third person there. And even the shot of Thor's, like, old-school helmet Uh looks goofy enough that I would not be surprised if that was not directly following the Mjolnir grab or it's edited in some other way. Like, something fishy is going on there, I think. Basically... I agree with Eric in saying, I don't think that's going to be the final shot in the actual film. That struck me as well. That uh, You're talking about whenever he's trying to grab for Mjolnir and then the next shot is him with the helmet on being like, Jane? Right, something fishy is going on there. And I'll join with Eric in predicting that maybe one of the people that's edited out of all these shots is Gamora. Interesting. Um, because when they're first walking up to that tree that we saw in the teaser, there's now two people walking up there in the exact same shot. So in the teaser, there was nobody walking up. Hmm. It looks a lot like their silhouettes could match Star-Lord and Gamora. Again, total conjecture, rumor, rumor, alert, alert. Wow. But that's what we're here for today. So anyways, I just think we're not getting the whole picture. It's here to whet your appetite, but some of these details will change. I, for the record, I think I would prefer Gamora not be in this at this point. Um, Okay. Only because, like, I was thinking about that yesterday, and maybe this just shows that I'm unobservant, which is probably true. But I was thinking how we haven't gotten any Gamora shots so far, and that feels appropriate because, you know, like, that was such a big moment in Infinity War, and we've talked about that whether they should or shouldn't bring characters back kind of ad nauseum. And I think it's clear, well, we know Gamora is showing up in the new Guardians film. And Mm -hmm. so to me, yeah, like let's have at least kind of one movie of them still 
sort of wrestling, like Quill and and that crew specifically, because it's like, you know, Nebula uh, and Rocket, we kind of got that with already. But I would like to just sit in it for a second, especially since it's not even like a Guardians project outright. Yeah, let the reveal happen over there on that side of things. Right. Obviously, a lot of the same things apply. It's still really funny. I laugh pretty hard at the naked Thor thing at the end. <laughs> you flick too hard. <laughs> but also, he is so jacked. Man. Oh, my gosh, he is fit. I mean, it's unbelievable. My only other note on that is if you zoom in on his back, did you catch this? He, no. It looks like he has a tattoo of Loki on his back. So that's kind of a fun little detail, yeah. And maybe people are theorizing there's a tattoo of Mjolnir on there as well. (laughs) So maybe it's like a collage of things he's lost. So just some fun details that that other people have, you know, dove into a little bit more. Uh, A couple other things, just sort of rapid fire. We did get a lot more of Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie in this. Um, You know, we got a shot of her in the teaser, but now... You know, one of the questions I had was, is she going to be more or less on the, the Earth side of things uh, while Thor is kind of out on what Tyke has described as almost like a, like a road trip movie self-discovery thing? And it looks like, no, she's going to be with Thor and Jane as they're kind of on whatever quest it seems like they're going on, probably in response to, to Gore. Sure. That first attack where Mjolnir shows up, could be new Asgard, people think. So maybe she shows up the first time in new Asgard to protect it, and that's where her power is revealed to Thor. Also, new Asgard is clearly more developed, including a Cabot Cliff-style golf course, which I will definitely be playing at uh, in preparation (laughs) for this film, and uh, cruise ships. But also, if you look at new Asgard in the background, they have some Asgardian-looking architecture in the background. So it's kind of fun to see that they are sticking with that plot and developing on Earth, actually. I would love to know the political ramifications of a new people (laughs) setting up a country, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no, absolutely. That would be an easy shout-out, I think, to give from a different film. Like, I'm trying to think what other one, but something else that's dealing with, like, ground-level political things should start making references to there's this new country being formed from a different race of people, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's true. That yeah, like almost a Falcon Winter Soldier kind sure. of thing. Um, I mean, they're Asgardians on Earth, right? Well, and and that's like again, that's something that was really explored in Straczynski's run on Thor, which he was actually writing whenever the first Thor film came out, and he actually consulted on, and I think maybe even co-wrote on the the first Thor film. So it's kind of funny how we were, we're coming back full circle. I, I think in part, like part of the reason that that film was in New Mexico and had such a kind of on earth feel is because in the comics at the time, Asgard was like we've talked about before situated above Broxton, Oklahoma. And it kind of had this very like deserty vibe where it's Asgard meets Earth. And so I think we've sort of come back to that, but obviously we're in Norway, which I think is is more fitting. But I do wonder if we start dealing with some of that stuff because they're not just in the Straczynski run, but also in the, the Bendis stuff that was happening in the Marvel Universe more like writ large. 
they dealt a lot with the political implications of that. And that really actually dovetailed with the, the Dark Reign, Norman Osborn, Dark Avenger stuff because he used that politically uh, to kind of get points as like, look, like these Asgardians shouldn't huh. be here, you know, like and sort That's of. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, like a jingoist kind of let's get everybody revved up against the Asgardians and kind of the Avengers by proxy. And it, hmm. it does, you're right. I hope that it's something that they deal. Like I, I would hate it if this movie ends with new Asgard just not being a thing at all or them going mm. somewhere else because I think there's a lot to be mined there if they kind of let that play out for a little while. Them taking the goat boat and just piecing out. Um, <laughs> overall, for me, I'm really excited to see this film. I think Bale is going to kill it, and I think he looks so creepy. I don't know all the discourse on the comic designs and whatnot, but to me, he just looks like a creepy Marilyn Manson type figure, and <laughs> I'm super pumped about it. And I know he's going to give it his all. And even his voice just talking there is so chilling. I'm unbelievably excited about that. I also love the fact that this isn't phase two anymore. I don't know what's going to happen. I knew in phase two that most of the characters were going to remain safe because they had to finish phase three. I don't know where this is going. And that's been one of the best joys about phase four to me. I don't know if Jane dies, if Thor dies, if Valkyrie takes over, does Gore stay around? Does Gore not make it out of this film? Like, I think they have a totally open palette to whatever they want to do. And that adds that tension back that I'm really excited for. And that's been something I've really enjoyed in most of phase four. So overall, really, really excited about this film. How about you? Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about this the other day because we were talking about Ragnarok. And I mean, I don't want to, I'm not trying to be hot takey here, but I think of all the movies that have come out since Endgame, this is one that that I've expected could easily kind of wind up in my top five. You know, Spider-Man No Way Home is the only one that has so far. And I think that this one very much, like just for me with how much I've grown to love the character and how much I love Taika Waititi as a creator, and how much I've loved everything we've gotten so far, screenshots, trailers. I think that I, like my excitement there is is pretty peak even within the MCU. And one thing specifically about this trailer that I think amped me up even more is the way that they are portraying Bale's gore. Talking about the things that have really set apart like the great phase four installments so far. Like, he feels like a villain, not that's tailored to Thor because he's from Thor's past or because he's, he's like, Thor's sibling, but tailored to Thor in that, you know, he's obsessed with killing gods and with getting rid of gods. And that that Ooh. is, like we've talked about, this thing that's unique to Thor within the MCU, at least right now. It will kind of almost be nice to remove ourselves from the family drama a little bit. Right. Thor's storyline. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it's like what we talked about. And it's not just no the antithesis of Thor, you know? Right. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Like it's a, it's a villain that's personal to him without being personal to him, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think in some ways that's what I'm really looking for. Like we, we, I remember we talked ahead of No Way Home about what we really wanted out of the villains in that movie. And one of the things that I remember saying was that I, I you know, I wanted. Yep. I wanted them to show me why it needed to be Peter that fought this fight. Right. 
Right. And I feel like they're doing Why a good job of that Why does this need to be here. Thor? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait. Just to reiterate our upcoming schedule for everybody, we put out some instant reactions to the first two episodes of Miss Marvel. You can find those on social media at the FFW Podcast, and I'm sure we'll be discussing it on Slack. You can join our Slack channel by going to the FFWPodcast.com. Tomorrow, our full, I think, two and a half hour long <laughs> Doctor Strange <laughs> Reflection and Ranking is out. It's an episode we're really proud of. It's going over basically the things we missed from the first initial reactions and just now that we've had some time reflecting on that film in a different light. Next week, on Monday, we have a special bonus episode for Friends from Work Plus subscribers, which we're excited about. And then next Thursday, we'll be previewing Miss Marvel before the following week when it comes out. So thank you guys so much for joining us in this journey. We're excited to be here. And we'll see you next time, which is tomorrow, on Friends from Work. Friends from Work.